Legends of Christmas. And here are two people on my naughty list, Neil and Chris. <laughs> Hello and welcome to uh, this episode of our special Christmas series, uh, 12 Legends of Christmas, and this is Urbane Legends. Happy 27th, everyone. Hope you're having a nice time. Uh, I am Chris Flynn, and with me, still stuck in his garden bunker, is Mr... Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. Um, how, how, how do you think we're getting on? I enjoyed earlier... Getting when a bit we, much, don't it? I enjoyed earlier when we practised kissing for when we get real girlfriends. That was good. Mm. <laughs> You've got your... Um, you're, you're very gentle, whereas I'm more of a biter. <laughs> yeah. You've got... I did break the skin several times. Didn't, didn't take feedback well, did we? No, not particularly. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, um, it's getting a bit claustrophobic in here now, um, but we've still got plenty of supply, so we're doing all right. But there's no um, no sign of the weather letting up, is there? Unfortunately. No, no, I didn't expect to be staying for quite this long, but uh, yeah, yeah. You missing your still... miss, missing the outside world, missing your family? Yeah, just not missing you really is is more the more the more the point. <laughs> A bit, oh, bit too close quarters, I think, for such a prolonged period of time. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I can be, I can be a bit much. I do, I do talk quite incessantly and quickly. I think that's fair to say. I ask a lot of questions. Like, the, what, the, the what? Me standing in the corner, just staring at the wall, not sort of yeah, like, like the whole like, for a conversation, like that bit of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> very much so. And I'm going, Neil, why is Moon? <laughs> Um, but yeah, we've still got plenty of um, plenty of food. Uh, I had a tin of sweet corn earlier, so that and run out of pruno anytime soon. So yeah, and um, we've still got plenty plenty of the ingredients of uh, of our delicious toilet wine, yeah, prison, wine, prison yeah. style toilet wine. So um, yeah, we kind of do the we kind of uh, do this and then um, get on the toilet wine, play a game of Uno or something, and then you know try and get a good fourteen hours kip, don't we? Wait for release or the sweet, sweet release of death, one or the other. Well, the toilet wine's probably bringing that yeah, closer. Yeah, so hastening the inevitable. I would, I would have thought so. Um, so, uh, Neil, have you got a Christmas-style legend for us to have Take a... Take on, little... lines off, off the horror we're living through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, into, into the horror of Christmas. The horror so, of Christmas. I'm going to be reading from um, from Ripley's. Believe it or not, home of all things weird, as I believe it is. Um, this is the uh, the terrible tale of Hans Trap, Hans Christmas Trap. Scarecrow. Ah, Christmas Scarecrow. Mm. I, I believe this is yet another one of um, Santa Claus's gang of misfits oh, for fuck's that he sake. hangs out with. What's he doing? <laughs> He's a naughty boy, you know. He hangs around with some wants to get on his right moody cunts, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to have a look at himself. Honestly, the company he keeps. Okay. I wonder if Coca-Cola know this. His uh, his primary sponsor. Probably ones who covered it up, wouldn't they? He used to be like, yeah. you know, the Dirty Dozen or something. And they're just, yeah. like, well, just, just focus on the jolly fat lad, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> He's better, better for selling sugar water. Yeah, the sort of corporal punishment side, not so much. Yeah, not now we've taken cocaine out of it. Stupidly. Oh, Idiots. First, they take cocaine out, then they sanitise Santa's Dirty Dozen-style gang, and then they sponsor the Qatar World Cup. I mean, 
This is why I stick to Pepsi. Going well. Also, because I always think that Pepsi is more futuristic. Do you? I do, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Maybe because it's in Back to the Future 2. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Something about that. Maybe that's it. Or maybe it's because it's the taste of a new generation, Neil. Well, it is that. Well, I think I mean, it was back, back in the 80s, anyway. Well, and it's letterings and it's symbols more futuristic, whereas Coca-Cola, you know, that kind of um, italic, handwritten-style logo looks like... It's kind of classic, do you know what I mean? It's not try... Pepsi's yeah. just a bit try-hard, you know. Whatever. Not my, my, you've my, clearly never had Virgin Cola. Sugar Waters. Clearly never had Richard Branson's Virgin Cola. Mm, I've had Panda Pop, and they're nice. <laughs> Virgin Cola, do you know that they... Uh, straight out of the bottle. Mm. Virgin Cola, when they did that, the hilariously... Because you know how uh, things used to be different in the 90s? Yeah, quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, um, the bottle was meant to be the same proportions as Pamela Anderson's figure, and she uh, advertised it. That's nice, isn't it, Neil? Yeah. And that was back in uh, Richard Branson's extremely long misogynist marketing period. She's doing yeah. a whole load of things that just like, you know, advertise. Well, you needed either extreme or babes mm. to, to advertise in the 90s, didn't you? I do or, sometimes, or extreme babes. I do sometimes try not to wonder what goes on on this private island. <laughs> you go asking questions, you're going to find answers you don't like. It's an abyss un- you don't want to go staring My at. uncle used to live with him. Really? Yeah, my uncle Sean, him and my uncle Sean used to live in a squat in London in the early 70s mm. and wrote uh, wrote like a, mag- like a music magazine together. Oh, okay. And that's how he got into the music biz and that was kind of his first thing, Virgin Records. Yeah, yeah, he used to run out of a phone box to me, didn't he? Sorry to yeah, yeah, so my uncle Sean knew him then. And Ooh, it, well, he, he can still get in contact with him now if he needed to, but um, he doesn't, obviously. No. Well, you might want to sponsor a podcast, you never know. Might want to say a virgin podcast. Highly <laughs> unlikely, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so, going, going from um, one... one from one from one, <laughs> from one bearded maniac to another. <laughs> Something like that, I was trying to think of what I was saying. Well, the dreaded Christmas scarecrow, adorned in straw as a disguise, waiting on lonely roads for a victim. So far, so good. I think that Santa's hanging around with this. Yeah. Fucking scarecrow. <laughs> so, we've gone, so we've gone from someone who beats people to someone who steals kids to now a demonic scarecrow that waits, that, that ambushes people. I just I think it's Santa now. Is like St. Nicholas. He's like Frank Beef out of Blue Velvet or something. <laughs> it's very calm on the surface, and then he's just like huffing gas, doing insane shit behind the scenes. Right. Well, let's see. Maybe he's not so bad. You know. Yeah. I mean, he, might, he might not be as bad as Krampus. And uh... I'm not going to judge him just for being a scarecrow. Yeah. Hey, and maybe maybe he just looks some people some people have compared guy. me to a scarecrow, Neil. You know. Yeah. And I'm, but you know, I'm not all bad. Not just scare crows. Yeah, you do terrify birds. From I do terrify birds, yeah. Fuck them, they used to be dinosaurs. We're in charge now. Yeah. And don't ever let them forget it. Right, <laughs> let's dive into this article. The holidays are seen as a time of peace, goodwill mm. and generosity. Mm. Don't know about mm. that. Um, 
We gather with friends and family, that's a bit more accurate, share gifts and eat huge decadent meals with all the trimmings. What, um, what's your normal Christmas meal? What, what meat do you have? Uh, turkey. Very traditional like that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I find turkey quite dry. It's kind of like worse chicken. Oh, you don't ever like it. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, and they're all right. If you, as long as you don't ever cook them, but yeah, it's, it's one of the least flavoursome. Right. We moved to having, if we can get hold of it, because they can be quite difficult to get hold of, a rib of beef, okay, which is yeah. the nicest beef. Oh, that's mm. taste. That shit's tasty. I used to have a leg of lamb, but I've I stopped eating lamb because oh, okay. because um you know I quite like an animal to have a bit of a life before I consume it, and you can't really get hold of mutton in this country, which is a shame. Yeah, without kind of ordering, it especially, yeah, it's, it's quite hard to get. Anyway, little aside there. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Pigs yeah, and no, blankets. Very traditional, to, to, turkey with all the trimmings. Um, so at the root of all these celebrations, however, is a very dark and grim past. Here we go. Again. Yeah. The legend of St Nicholas, Santa Claus himself, began with a tale of the Greek, Greek Bishop of Myrna, a Roman town in Turkey in the, third, in the late 3rd to the early 4th century. As one fantastical story goes, Bishop Nicholas once discovered an innkeeper had murdered three children and cut their bodies into pieces, and yet Nicholas was still able to revive them. Yeah, oh, with, yeah, that's and then he was hanging as, around with the innkeeper. That's the same as Neck Rupert, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, that was that was one of his origin stories, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Along with the many good deeds of this zealous Christian in a time of heavy persecution, yeah, just hang around with serial killers. Yeah, why not? Well, we don't know what the kids have done. No, that's they true. Might have stolen a pickled egg. Oh, yeah. If you want you like pickling so much, it's like <laughs> a barrel, said the innkeeper. Hard times. Yeah. Fourth century, that could have been a difference between his family starving and living. Yeah. Right. Or, or I say the fourth century, or, or today. Yeah. Um, these tales cemented Nicholas's place as a saint, a protector of children, and a generous gift giver. So, so that's the tale of St. Nicholas, is it? That he yeah, we, brought we, back to life the three dead kids. Well, it seems, yeah, I mean, I mean, this and is that's a, kind of been confabulated with Necht Peter. Um, was it, yeah, was it? Oh, no, sorry, Rupert, Necht Rupert. Rupert. Yeah, Necht Rupert, he's a farmer, Rupert, or whatever. Rupert! Yeah, it was our Boxing Day tale. Yeah, well, I mean, it just, I, I wasn't expecting that, but that's, um, I mean, I think there's more probably stories around St. Nicholas, but that does seem to, I mean, that's the origin the time story. We've come across one of his origin stories. I mean, that's, that's quite a good trick, isn't it? Making bringing people back to life. Back to life. Yeah. yeah. Especially As when they yesterday, you know, what did they just, come, did they come back right or not? That's quite yeah, a Yeah. Especially when they've been chopped up. Well, it doesn't say they've been chopped up. I thought it did. Oh, actually. They chopped up and put in barrels. Not cut their bodies into pieces. No, you yeah. can't, right? Sorry. I've got the paragraph I just read. Yeah. How did, Wow. That is impressive. Do you reckon he just did like He's a, a Fra- Frankenstein style. type thing where he... Well, like body season. works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's where it came from. These three living horrors, they're just... <laughs> we can't die now! <laughs> Wondering the... Please! Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Where um, zombies come from. Yeah, and that's 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 where the Hellraiser came from. Celebots. <laughs> Along with the many good deeds of this zealous Christian in time of heavy persecution, these tales cemented his place as a saint, protector of children, generous gift giver, yada, yada, yada. If Santa Claus himself can revive the dead, though, wait until you meet the fearsome anti-Santa, 
Hans Trap, the Christmas Scarecrow. <laughs> There's under, do you know what, mate? There's one Santa and about a thousand anti-Santas. Yeah. <laughs> So who was he? For as long as there's been a jolly old St Nick providing gifts for well-behaved children, there's been someone or something else filling the role of his counterpart, punishing the naughty ones. Mm. So these fearsome figures range from the iconic horned Krampus to Perchter, yeah. the shape-shifting Christmas witch who fills disobedient Chili's be- um, children's bellies with straw. Yeah, we looked at that one last Christmas, didn't we? Yes, we did. Perchter was our was our um, Christmas, Christmas one special. We're obviously doing a, a whole load of them this year, so we've we've covered Krampus. And cri- that was your Christmas Day present. Um, yeah, now, you're uh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, if you'd been good little yeah, boys and girls, you've got the nice present, wouldn't you? But you've been listening to our podcast, so we can tell you on the naughty list. You'll get your lump of coal and like it. Um, so the, the terrifying hands trap is possibly the worst of all, though. Oh, well, that's a big claim. Now, because I was thinking, you know, Krampus actually didn't seem that bad. You know, he's he's like beating people around the legs and stuff. And then we've yeah. gone to Ruprecht, who's kind of like, you know. Kills kids. kids. Yeah. So, you know, we're escalating. I'm worried about where this is going. So one story in particular describes an instance in which he stabbed a child, sliced him into tiny pieces and cooked and ate his flesh. Okay, we've gone firmly into a game territory here. Stop making furniture out of them and shit. <laughs> oh, where'd your little chair come from, Hans? <laughs> well, it's very soft leather. Literal kid gloves. Right, so, he's, got, got so a, he's taking it up a further notch. Yeah, he's, ta- yeah, he's just escalating further and further. <laughs> while, whilst the Nick just like, you know, yeah, oh, oh, God. what am I going to do? <laughs> What have you been up to? Because, you know, if he's eaten them, presumably he can't sort of, like, reanimate a turd or something. Well, no, I'm just thinking you've got to bring them back to life. So if you slice them and shove them in a barrel, you bring them back to life. I mean, if, if, yeah, if but he can't digested, bring these ones back to life because they've been well, no, digested. What yeah. But what is it? There's, what um, what's the legal term for the, if no body, no murder? Oh, I don't know. Um, it's like a Latin thing, isn't it? Well, there's habeas corpus, which is produce the body, but that's, yes, that's more it. about um, that's about you have to show the person is still alive. Oh, okay. Um, so it means, yeah, but that, that's that's around. You have to, um, yeah, you can't retain somebody for more than twenty four hours or whatever it is because they, you know, you could have killed them or whatever, or, you know, or or at least you know, you know, prove that if anyway, whatever, move on. Um, the legend of the Christmas Scarecrow is well known in the French regions of Alsace-Lorraine. Mm, Vichy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lived in Strasbourg for a bit. Nice, nice part of the world. Mm. Yeah. Hans Trapp, according to the story, lived in the 1400s, a rich, powerful, merciless man who was feared by the people of Alsace. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like the um, the very agricultural part of um, France. So, yeah, it's know. right on the German border, isn't it? Yeah, so it's what, you know, a lot of the other... People look amazing, but that's where Cronenberg comes from. So, you know, David Cronenberg. Yeah. Have you ever seen that uh, Eric Cantona advert? Salutes the brave farmers of Alsace mm. or whatever. Yeah. His first power was so great that he turned to deals with the devil to enhance his power and status. Oh, all right. During, and he became knows, the, the, the person knows, who brewed Cronenberg. The maybe. stories. He knows how to make a deal. Yeah. That used to, if it's when I. Hustle. 
when I was drinking, then Cronenberg would be my pub choice of yes. the ones that you get in every pub. Yeah, your standard chain pub sort of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. got a bit of hops and stuff, and it? it's got a bit of flavour. Um, yeah, hearing of this, the Pope himself excommunicated Trapp, <laughs> after which he was banished from Alsace and his wealth and lands confiscated, Ooh. all of which is nothing compared to what came next. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. The Pope used to be really powerful. Yeah, he could pretty much do what, what they wanted. Was this a time when there were just like three popes? Where there was one in South France and one in Italy and one in uh, that was, Constantinople? I think that was just before. So, yeah, there was um, the anti-popes were in the 1300s, I think, the 14th century. Mm. Um, I think it, it was all over by the 1400s. Okay. Century. But this would have been sure. during the Holy Roman Empire, wouldn't it? So Arsatas would have been part of that. Uh, I'm not sure. Might have yeah, been. definitely. Uh, we had lots of little city-states. Yeah. Yeah, definitely around Germany. Um, Trapp was reduced to constructing a makeshift home in the mountains of Bavaria in Germany, and the legend goes on. Here oh, he here continued... we go. He's off to Bavaria. Oh, <laughs> yes. He continued to brood, and his evil desires festered. He developed a hankering to try the taste of human flesh. Well, don't, you know, we've all been there, and we've been stuck oh, in yeah. Bavaria. <laughs> Get bored of sausage. Um, finally, he became, dreaded... <laughs> he became the dreaded Christmas scarecrow. Adorned in straw as a disguise, he waited on lonely roads for a victim. Right, Where... So he wasn't actually a scarecrow. He just dressed as one so that people would kind of... Then he could jump out at them. So they kind of yeah, just think it was like... a scarecrow. Well, they might have just thought he was a haystack or something. <laughs> a small, oddly constructed haystack. I mean, I think Scarecrow's fine, isn't it? Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they might have thought it was a grandfather clock made of straw. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. He's clearly I don't know what goes them I'm not sure what's going through his head. <laughs> so a boy aged 10 happened across his path one day. Trap's, uh, Trap stabbed the unfortunate shepherd's boy with a vicious sharp stick. With the body stick. safely back not in even a knife. Yeah. No, he wasn't. It's hardcore. So he's, he's going proper, he's going rustic. <laughs> so he sliced it into pieces and roasted it, but before he could eat it, mm. he was struck by a divine lightning bolt and killed. Oh, Zeus, finally. Yeah, so Zeus, Zeus, Zeus was in. none of it. It's like, you know. Come on. I'm the only one who eats human flesh. So Nick's, Nick's clearly not going to do anything. No, he's, um, he's like, you know, he ain't heavy, he's my brother, sort of thing. So today, naughty children are warned that Hans Trapp's spirit lingers on and he may visit them in his scarecrow disguise if they don't mend their ways. Right, so, again, it's a way of parents controlling kids, but yeah. this time it's that he's going to stab you up and eat you. A lot, yeah, just you know, <laughs> depending on how naughty your child is, you just doesn't see how far <laughs> you're going to have to go with this. A lot of parenting by fable yeah. in Germany <laughs> seems, years ago. Seems to be. So, so... He didn't actually get to, after all that, he didn't even get to eat human flesh. No, it's kind according of sad, to that it? tale. Well, according, according to the Ripley's tale, yeah, it's um, he didn't actually manage to fulfil his cannibalistic urges. You know, sadly, yeah. he did. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a bit of a waste, isn't it? Well, yeah, but now now Saint Nick could revive the kid. This is what I'm thinking. Well, he won't. But he wasn't. Well, he won't. Of course, he won't. Won't. No, it's no, no, uh, no profit in it. It's only a shepherd's son. He's already done that trick once. Yeah, that's it. You do it twice, just sort of, you know, 
we can come back to the same old things. <laughs> right. Difficult second album. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it impressed me once, and I think let's let's see where you go with it now. Okay, pop, popular bogeyman and a frightening tall tale, you may think, but nothing more than that. Sadly, though, we got some bad news. The story seems to be inspired by an incredible true tale of a real person. Oh, here we go. It's like Fad the Impaler. Yeah. And they've got another sort of Christmas card image of um, the Christ child wandering around, handing out candies and stuff. And then he's got a hands trap creeping in the window as well. Christ child, close the window. Demon's getting in. When you say candies, do you mean sweets? Um, Like candied fruit and things like that. Yeah, sweets. Oh, oh is that, you know, he's just like holding a bell. <laughs> Can't eat bells, Neil. I've told you that several times. You can if you boil him enough sugar. <laughs> Bells made out chocolate. Like that French guy in the like the turn of the cent like turn of the nineteenth century who just used to eat everything. It's like yeah. all like like the Gaston or something, and he like ate a plane and shit. Yeah, no, I know about this. Or there's, there's no this there's, there's some like conditions at Pika or something where they just eat like bits of cement and stuff. Or just like picking apart bits of the walls and just oh, nice. sort of eating disorder or something. Anyway. Um Hans von Tropper was a knight who lived from 1450 to 1503. He commanded two castles in the Palatine, uh, which is the French-German territory, and became embroiled in an argument with the church over the property in one of them. The abbot would not concede certain properties of von Tropper, so the embittered knight stopped the supply of water to the town of Weissenberg with a dam. Mm, that's quite... Civil engineering by revenge. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you don't put too much power in one place. Yeah. But then in retaliation, the abbot had the dam destroyed, which flooded the villagers' homes and businesses. I mean, neither of you are exactly covering yourselves in glory <laughs> here, are you? <laughs> Two really bitter people. Church just... all the nobility. Oh, well, you want to block it up? I'll drown the whole village. How about that? This is why I've always preferred the Burgess, Neil, rather than the Church of Nobility. Well, just get on with it, you know, discreet bit of poison. Bit yeah. of regime change. Off Probably. we go. Minimal, minimal casualties on either side. Dispute the morality, but, uh, you know, it's effective. Gets the job done. You know, I've got to make it on with it. <laughs> exactly. So the dispute continued until just with hands trapped, the knight was summoned by the Pope himself and excommunicated. Oh. Now, you'll be sad to know, Chris, there's no record of him turning to cannibalism and hunting children while dressed as a scarecrow. But what we do know of his life (laughs) is extraordinary. So even the Emperor's intervention wasn't enough to put a stop to the night's battle with the abbot of Weissenberg Abbey. These two just really didn't like each other. Yeah, they just... I don't know. Do you reckon it... I reckon secretly it was kind of like just vying for each other's attention. Right, it's a little bit you more actually, yeah. You reckon actually like quite liked each other yeah. in in ways that was confusing to them. Didn't admit to it in that, that period of uh, the medieval <coughs> era. Well, if you've already been excommunicated, oh, yeah, exactly. Fill your boots. <laughs> so in comes Pope Innocent the uh, the eighth. Not so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> On his summoning to successor Alexander the whatever the papal court, von Trother refused to attend. Instead, he sent a letter to the Pope, which expanded on von Trother's faith while accusing the Pope of all manner of impure acts. I mean, yeah. 
Even excommunicated, the Wally von Trotha did well for himself. Serving the French royal court, he was given the Chevalier d'Or by King Louis the Twelfth. Mm. On his death, all charges against him were reversed and forgiven. So here you go. There you go. Something of his notoriety lived on, though, not only in Hans Trap. Local legends also referred to him as the Black Knight, a formidable spectre that was sometimes said to accompany Santa Claus and punish children who were unworthy of gifts. <laughs> Yeah. Put him hands trap or the black knight, either either or black knight riding along with Santa with his reindeers. Yeah, another. So he's so Santa's yeah, basically got a big jousting just, pole. He's basically just putting together like a motorcycle gang, isn't it? Do you reckon he's just smuggling a lot of meth these days and weapons? Yeah, probably in Mexico. Yeah. A real kind of Sons of Anarchy vibe to this whole fucking gang he's got going together. Yeah, thanks. Um, Krampus is trying to get patched. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I need you to go and beat these guys around the leg, prospect. <laughs> yeah, Krampus trying to earn his cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does sound a lot like that. You can imagine that. Santa, he's got the beard, hasn't he? Like the motorcycle yeah. people do. He's got a beard. He's got... I guess back in those days he didn't have motorbikes, so he'd ride a reindeer or yeah, a horse. St. Nick would be like a denim cut, wouldn't he? He wouldn't have the leather. <laughs> reckon? Yeah. I reckon he'd have a crushed velvet cut. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sort of like hands, a, hands like on a... trophies probably got one made out of like, oh, well, who knows what? Kid skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would they be called? The Christmas boys? Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. Holiday, holiday Hellraisers. Well, what would be a good name, but it's for a separate one that we'll cover in, on another one of these, is the Yule Lads. The Yule Lads, yeah. But they're their own gang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're um, there's, there's, they're, they're like the Mayans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, Ice, the Icelandic uh, Christmas motorcycle gang. Do you, I mean, do you reckon a lot of these motorcycle gangs were... Uh, Based yeah, on, they were based on Christmas legends. I don't know. I think it certainly seems, certainly seems likely to me. Maybe we should contact the Hell's Angels and ask them. Yeah. Well, are you are you based on the Yule Lads? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'd love that. How did you know? <laughs> Have you, only only the top ranking members of us have seen that s- scroll. Do you reckon they've got a Brighton chapter? Well, I wouldn't have thought so, but maybe somewhere in England. There are Hell's Angel chapters in England, yeah. yeah but, the thing, but the thing is, like, they don't... It's more like a, an old a sort of el, a sort of elderly biker social club. It's not yeah, like yeah. in America where they're kind of outlaw bikers. I suspect it's some and some over there as well, though, because, I mean, oh, I, yeah, I do I think know it's there's changed. a lot of some, but I think, you know, for some of them it is literally criminal gangs, but I suspect some of it is just, like, something to go knock Yeah, it is. Yeah, they kind of, they're try, they're, they've tried to clean up their image, haven't they, by doing lots of community stuff and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I think it stemmed out of um, veterans of the Second World War, didn't it? It did, yeah, ex-fighter, ex-fighter pilots. Yeah. Yeah, who wanted the thrill. Yes. Okay, so that's... Um, that's uh, Anne's trap. So, despite what Ripley said, I'm not quite sure. You know, he, his he life was extraordinary. extraordinary. <laughs> Pretty much did what he'd already said he'd done, which is get excommunicated and not give a shit. But you know, he lived on his own terms. Not yeah, sure that turns 
and um, inspired motorcycle yeah. uh, gang culture. That's not too shabby, is it? Not too shabby at all. Um, well, I don't know about you, Neil, but that, uh, that toilet toilet wine's calling me again. Yes, I need to, yeah, I need to get try and get into my, that. Yeah, try and drink myself to sleep again. Um, hopefully, the weather will be better tomorrow, and we'll be able to get out of here before we go insane. Fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, we well, wouldn't it. want to spend all twelve days of Christmas in here. Certainly <laughs> wouldn't. That was <laughs> that would be inconvenient. Some ill-advised kind of. Uh, yeah, well, that's it for today. I hope you're enjoying whatever you're doing at home. Uh, you know, if you've got time off, cool. If not, hope work's not too shit. Um, but we'll be back with a, another Christmas tale. Probably, I don't know if it's going to be another one of uh, Santa's gang. Well, maybe try something different, see how we feel. Well, we'll see, see what comes up. You're but, um, sure, yeah. yeah, that's it for today. And um, we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, enjoy yourself. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Remember, don't drink and drive. Ho, 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 ho.